0: Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's tonight's podcast episode, we are actually doing Seven Days in Hell. Uh, this is actually part of an HBO Max uh, selection as well, because it actually was originally on HBO Max back in... Uh, not, not HBO Max, but HBO back in 2015. This is also a spoof of John McEnroe and also to Borg uh, in the 1980s. Basically, you wind up having Sandy... Uh, Sandy Andy Sandberg, who actually plays the role of Aaron, who's basically, if you think about it, he's actually the John McEnroe. And then you have Charles Poole, who plays... Well, that's actually Charles Poole is the name of the character, but Kit Harrington is actually the role of what I would call Borg from the 1980s, who uh, McEnroe had to actually go up against in the tennis, up in tennis and everything. So two professional tennis players who face off and what becomes the longest match in history? Aaron Williams is also considered the bad boy of tennis. Like I mentioned, he is an American orphan who was proud, found, who was found on the streets and adopted by Richard Williams, who raised Aaron with his daughter, with his daughters, Vanessa and Sir, uh, Serena Williams. And this is actually one of the things that kind of made me laugh because of the fact that refer- whenever you look at it, they're actually referencing that Sandra Bullock movie, The Longest Yard, not The Longest Yard, what's the name of the movie? The Blind Side. The Blind Side. And, you know, and of course, you know, what they said, well, you know, this is just like that movie, The Blind Side, where basically what we do is, we go on a hit, what the white mother does is, she takes in a black African American, but we decided to flip the script. We decided to take in a white male, instead of a black male, or any, or any other race. So we decided to flip the script. So, I thought that bit was actually pretty funny. Then there's also a couple of other things too, that I thought was, was another thing that was actually funny where they went where basically Aaron winds up hitting the Duke in the nuts with, um, with the tennis ball. He goes down to the ground and then the announcer starts uh, making fun of the way that he actually got impacted by the tennis ball. Then there's also a couple of other things that actually happen on the tennis court as well. You wind up having a streaker that comes out on there randomly and she winds up getting screwed by Aaron. And then after that, you find then after that, there's actually another streaker that comes on there. And then he starts making out with a random dude that winds up being on the tennis court. And all together that roughly ended up being like an hour long tennis match without any tennis going on because he was busy screwing the streakers. But what what's some of the stuff that you liked?
1: Well, to go on the part, I think the, um, it was just, a, I think it was just a, ju- a side judge that he nails like in the in the nuts at 174 mile an hour. Like everybody was like, he's dead, and 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 then Aaron's like, oh, and that Mac- they actually had McEnroe on this. Like Aaron didn't kill the man. The man got hit by 174 mile ball, had a heart attack, then died. So to say Aaron killed the man. Kinda. So he killed the announcer. So Aaron's Aaron loses that game. He gets second place. And the guy that wins, and he he shoves the Duke. The Duke is an out. He's giving him the and then he's like, later tennis. And he shoves the Duke. And then you hear the Duke's with the really bad Wilhelm scream. I thought he's like, ah, ah. it's like, you don't ever shoot shove the Duke. I thought that was pretty funny. But then the whole uh later, like, like is like, him being the bad boy and like him wearing these like really short shorts and, and, the, and the one girl from like uh again if everybody's wondering this is not this is a mockumentary so a lot of this is kind of like this is staged so it's it, it's kind of like what the office is a mockumentary so this is that and then um but you actually have these real analysts for the most some parts of it and then um so she he's in for the interview he's like hey Aaron thanks for joining He's like oh thanks for having me so i hear you're i hear you're the bad boy and so everybody wondering i'm going to be cussing here so this one to let everybody know and he goes well you know what? The well, fuck you and fuck this. I'm out of here. She so just gets up and leave when she asks him one question. So I hear you're the bad boy, which he is. He's like up. Oh. He's playing the air guitar with the with the, uh, with the tennis racket, and that's just that's just him. He's being the bad boy, and I thought that part was funny. But uh, I'll go into more later. We keep going, John.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much that referenced uh, John McEnroe with the guitar with the tennis racket, and also too, Shia Buff does some stuff like that in that documentary that I actually talked about in that biopic with Borg versus McEnroe, um, McEnroe versus Borg, and he kind of does that same exact thing. And, you know, they, you can definitely tell that they actually play off of that kind of 80s kind of style, like I mentioned, then also too, you know, you can definitely, the thing that I liked about it, though, too, was this one scene in particular, where he goes, well, he's singing, that's, that's the way we do it, which he ended up performing with another, I forgot the rapper's name, but um, in one of the videos, but yeah, um, there was that part. And then there's also some other stuff that I liked as well with uh, with Aaron. with um, um, Basically with Charles, uh, the other player. Basically the queen calling him up at night, threatening him to win the tennis match and stuff like that. But, you know, to be honest with you, the humor for me is hidden miss for me as far as the humor goes. But my question is this, I know that you didn't care for the pilot episode from last night because it said the F bomb right out of the gate. And this one, it kind of has the F bomb straight out of the gate in a sense. But um, so that actually worked for you for this though, because it's a different type of storytelling.
1: I think so. Because I think mean, this one seemed, this one kind of knew what it was doing. This was a mockumentary. This is like, like, like it was, it didn't really seem it. It, it wasn't taking itself too seriously. And I think the other one was like, I don't know, just for me, it just didn't work. Um, just to compare it to. i I'm like, I mean, they're two these are two separate things. One's a TV show and this one's this. I think this one worked because I knew who these guys were involved with. Is I I'm I know of Andy Sandberg. I like I love his stuff with him and the Lonely Island. So I know what type I'm gonna I know what I'm getting with him. So that that didn't bother me. I think it's just the other one since it's kind of new. I didn't know what was really going on. I'm not familiar with that 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 line of work about like about them so again that that it that just didn't work for me there. Okay. This one worked here cuz I'm very familiar with who's involved with this and I knew like this is on HBO and I knew like I knew exactly what I was getting involved in with this.
0: Right. And also too, I want to mention this though Charles Poole, like I mentioned before was a lot like Borg in a sense cuz ever since Borg was actually a younger child, he was always into Tannis preparing himself for the match. He's more of the chill version of what everybody wanted McEnroe to be. Same thing with Aaron. Aaron is more the uh, is more of the in your face bad boy image of what McEnroe is. And this other this other character, um, character like I said before, he's actually the good guy in a sense of what everybody wants him to be. What, Mac, what they want McEnroe to be and just like how they want Aaron to be. And Aaron is the complete opposite. He, and Not only that, but like like you see in the poster here, he also has like this long hair, this kind of party in the uh, business in the front, party in the back kind of look and everything too. But he also gets laid. He has a bunch of women around him and stuff like that, having sex with random people. Uh, that, we, that Matter of fact, the thing that I explained before was the whole entire... Uh, part where the streakers come out onto the tennis sh- tennis fi- uh, field and everything too but you know then of course I like how they actually have John McEnroe on here to reference Aaron because I think that's actually a perfect way to make fun of something like this even though the humor didn't really stick its landing for me I can't appreciate the fact that they got the bad boy image of the 1980s to go ahead and talk about some, some talk about himself pretty much. If you think about it and looking back at his past life in a different type of uh, format, different type of, uh, parody way. But what about you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I like that. I mean, again, I was just familiar with the whole, Oh yeah. Aaron, like Aaron being the bad boy and like it, this, this, the style of this was just funny. Cause I don't watch tennis. But I thought this was hysterical. Um, I don't
0: watch tennis either, to be honest with you. Uh, The only thing that I... Like I said before, before we started this, was the fact that I did watch Borg versus McEnroe, and they explained the rules perfectly for tennis. If you don't watch tennis or anything like that, you know, that movie's actually perfect for you for beginners. This one just makes fun of tennis, doesn't really explain anything, but I do like the fact that they make fun of this film, and then they also have the fact that you have the crowd making fun of the making fun of what's going on on the tennis court as well and stuff like that. And I, Charlie, will go ahead and go into detail about that a little later, but you know, tell us more about some of the other positives that you liked about it.
1: I mean, I, again, I love this thing. I, I, I thought this was hysterical. Like I knew exactly what I was getting. I, I couldn't stop laughing when he killed the guy And then when Aaron starts talking, like, I hate this, I hate this country, like, I hate the food, there's no hot chicks, okay, except for maybe two people I met earlier, I'm like, later tennis, I think he gets, like, beep you tennis, like, tattooed on his stomach or whatever, I mean, I thought that was hysterical, and then the introduction of Charles Poole, was like, all he kept saying is like, oh, yeah, absolutely, indubitably, and I think, and then it's just like this, like, everybody's saying, I think the only word he's ever taught was indubitably, Um, and then you got, um, and he's like and then like the one Martin Sheen character, he's the uh he's kind of the the, the perv interviewer of pool and he wants him to lift up his shirt and he does and he goes, I'm not sure that camera got that. Um I'm not sure the camera get that. So pretty much he seemed like he was a perv, but I just love like the real tennis players talking about like the the mock stuff pretty much saying yeah this guy's a perv the mom and then you i did have a i did have a a girlfriend once it was um her name was lily and and she was played by uh karen gillian um she played the she played his girlfriend uh, or ex-girlfriend as a model and she and then one of the quotes she says was charles by was by far the thickest person i ever met it was like talking to a child with brain damage (laughs) I just like, and then he just seems so kid like, but all he says is, oh, yeah, absolutely stupid, Wayne. Like, so uh, Kid Harrington likes playing the same characters. He knows nothing.
0: <laughs> also, too, another thing I want to mention is this, though, too. Charles Poole Poul- Poul- is a British child prodigy forced into tennis in and te- into a tennis career by his domain mother, Mary uh, Satanberg. Uh, who threatens to disown him if he loses. He appears on a sports talk show hosted by Caspian Went as a 15-year-old as a and is on tra- track to become the youngest professional tennis player in history. He tells went that he idolizes Aaron Williams. So therefore, he actually looks up to Aaron and everything that he does, but he also doesn't want to be part of this tennis world. He doesn't want to do this. And this is also what makes Borg a little bit different than what pull um that cat the character that i mentioned in the uh other film but still it still has certain aspects of that character in him but still um then williams re uh re- resurfaces in sweden creating an, a male underwear line but the line is discontinued when it found to cause a growing shafting and in and infer- infer- with having sperm and all that you know with infirmity when williams runs out of funds he just dis- descends into pornography and ad- addiction to pcp he is arrested convicted and is sent to a swedish prison which is where you want to be and i'm letting you go in with that joke
1: i i love that part i thought that was hysterical like like the his underwear line like you see this the the testicles come out of the the uh the underwear and of, of course it's gonna cause scar tissue and then when he when he's on pcp and the cops show up after he beats him up you see him teabag him and he's just see the blur of his of his junk on top of the guy's face i felt like i just thought that was funny and then um and then it's and then the other part i liked was they did the um when he's getting tried for like, all right, you need to pay either the 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 monetary damages of like twelve million dollars, which he clearly didn't have, or go to prison. And then the caricature guy, and 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 you see in the care and uh, the the prison drawings, you see a lot of Disney characters, and this guy. The guy that drew it had it was very fascinated with Disney characters, and everybody wanted to be like him. So at one point, he decided this this just a random part of it. He decides, you know, like you know what? I'm gonna go find another planet and then talk to people. So he built a spaceship. Spaceship goes up, turns and blows up, <laughs> and it was just a random part about yeah, his ship blew up. Okay, back to the, Aaron. Aaron is going to prison and he's going to the Swedish prison. And that's what McEnroe said. Um, the, it was like, nobody wants to end up in prison, but if you do end up in prison, Swedish, prison, Swedish prison's the way to go. It's like living in a modern home with mid century finishes.
0: <laughs> it's just like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that part made me laugh a little bit. You know, I got a little chuckle here and there with that part. Uh, then, of course, you know, then two weeks later, two weeks before that, though, at Wibbleton starts, uh, st- before Wimbledon st- actually starts, Poole is asked for by a reporter if he is, is a better player than Williams. He says, yes. Uh, this comment reaches Williams, who escapes prison and becomes a free man, according to Swedish law. <laughs> because in Sweden, if you escape prison, you're considered a free man, basically. And then also, two, uh, we're gonna. The other thing that made me laugh, though, I know this is a little bit further down the line, was the fact that, you know, he went where this eighteen wheeler winds up hitting him on the way to the actual game, and so happens to be pool as actually has a truck driving license. But nobody ever thinks to question Poole as to what actually happened to Aaron at all, since he has a truck driving license and everything. And he was actually the one who hit him before he could even compete into the game. As a matter of fact, this is also where we see the press conference, and then they actually ask him, hey, what's your thoughts on Aaron Aaron getting hit by an 18-wheeler? And then you can actually tell that there's no concern at all for him. Because he's like, Aaron got hit by an 18-wheeler? And it kind of reminds me of Loki. He goes, "Ah, oh, that's too sad. Anyways, back to the game. But, you know, then, of course, we wind up seeing uh, Aaron later on. Basically, he unplugs his IV, goes on ahead, wraps his arm up, and then he goes to on uh, to play the game. And I thought that was actually pretty comical, especially when he said, I just lethal, lethal weaponed it. That's all I did. I popped that thing back in place, and that was it. So I thought that little spoof, that little small thing, was actually pretty funny, and it lands its mar- uh, marking for me to actually laugh a little bit. So I'm gonna let you go on ahead and talk about some of the other things.
1: Um, the go on the Swedish part, I thought the whole Swedish section was—I couldn't stop laughing. I thought it was the it was the, uh, the Swedish orgy, the all male orgy. It's like, yep, that's what happens in Swedish Persians. It's our and then and then you get Dolph Lundgren in the movie that's narrate. Yeah, that's just our daily uh, daily mail orgies and and then you see the the, the daily re, the the animatronic like reenactment of it. I thought that was hysterical. And then everybody's watching the TV as soon as Pool said oh yeah, I think I'm better, and then everybody's, everybody's dicks just sh- shrunk once he said that, <laughs> once Aaron stopped, and then he got out, and then he beat up the cop, but this, the, the image of him drop kicking the cop while while his middle was like super long out. <laughs> I just thought that was funny, and then like the point of, yeah, so apparently it, like if you escape a Swedish prison after kicking a guard in the face, you're a free man. I thought that was hilarious, but just this, this to have the, the stupidity, like this, the kind of dumbness that uh pool is. Um, just the, the one line it was, um, this is from like during that interview. So, and she goes, So, Charles, you're now number one, number two in the world, your favorite to win Wimbledon, which will make you number one. How do you do it? Yeah, well, when I'm playing, I serve the ball, and the man opposite me <laughs> to the other side of the court hits, hit, play, he plays it back to me. Now, then I try to hit it hit hit to a place in the court that he's not standing anymore so pretty much he's describing how he played tennis and sometimes and he goes out but that's bad and she goes i understand how the game of tennis is played i guess i mean what is your overall strategy yeah yeah indubitably yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) well also too it kind of reminds me of the water boy because you know in the water boy the girl goes so do you see a lot of girls yeah i see a lot of guys too and then also too, remember there's also this other thing where the kids asked uh Adam Sandler's character, Bobby Boucher, uh, so how do you prepare for a game? How how do you play football? And he winds up telling him, Well, what I do is I go somebody says hut, then I go on hand tackle him. So it reminds me exactly like the water boy mm-hmm. and everything. It, to me, it just fits better with the water boy. I think it's just because I heard the joke before, but that's just me and how it was delivered out of the water boy to to me, to be honest. But uh, the other thing that actually sticks out to me with this as well, I, I actually didn't mind the part with the shrieking and stuff like that. Like I said, I laughed at that. But then you also see pole, uh, Pool over there with, like, a hard-on while he's watching all this go down. I don't know if you noticed that or anything like that or if you saw that by mm-hmm. –
1: I, I think it was just the, it was just his face on the TV.
0: No, I think he, it was it was actually like a legit body part. You could actually see from a side view. They actually do a side view of it, and he's got like a little bit of a heart on.
1: I didn't pick up on that. I wasn't. I was just mainly focused. Just, just I was just. i was still laughing from that sequence. I think because it was he was they're watching the TV in the prison because mm. that was Aaron's. Aaron was in that prison. That was what the image was. I didn't see mm. pool.
0: And then there's also another thing that they make fun of. They make fun of the Paris Hilton video that came out in 2000, uh, around 2002. No, not 2002. I want to say around 2005, 2007, around that area. But they make fun of the sex video because of the fact that they had that uh, glow lighting, the same kind of glow lighting that Paris Hilton had in the video. And then, of course, she's, they don't have sex. Aaron and her don't the girl don't even have sex at all cause he can't get it up in the first place. So therefore he goes, Hey, can you go, can I go down on you? So that way, I, and then uh, you can high five me. <laughs> and of course she doesn't do that or anything like that. And of course he's left with just no hard on. And therefore it's more embarrassing for him than it is for her because he can't even get it up. So therefore there's not really a sex video.
1: No. Yeah. You're talking about this, the, uh, him sleeping with the ex-girlfriend. I, yeah. Yeah. I a poll
0: season. poll. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, he's sleeping uh no it was Aaron that slept with um Aaron slept with Lily to, to get into Poole's head. And right. that, and, and that because he, he made a gesture that got Pool all angered up at the at the end, um, which I'll get into in a bit, but you can go ahead.
0: No, I actually got some of my points out and everything. Go on ahead.
1: All right, um so I and then um I just love the whole like this pool's interaction when he finds out the, the queen is that she she calls him up and goes, Aaron, not Aaron up, Charles, don't screw this up. Okay? And then Charles like, I gotta go. And then all of a sudden you see the camera follow. You see this him. He's just staring at a wall. Like, it's pitch black and he's staring at a wall. It's just this the type of person that he is. I thought that was funny. And I thought the, uh, uh, Again, this is gonna be explicit. So if it like I'm gonna be reading what the Queen said on the answering machine, I thought this was hysterical. I couldn't stop laughing. So this is from like the Queen after he starts screwing up and losing in the match. He's like, "Charles, it's the Queen. So here's the de- here's here's the deal. Fucknut, stupid fucks. <laughs> You're embarrassing your country. Win, and I'll make you a knight. I'm totally allowed to. I did it to that bald guy from Star Trek as a joke. Don't let us down anymore, okay, stupid fucks. I've been drinking, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then also too another thing too that winds up happening is we do discover that Aaron actually has a wig the whole entire time, and I know this is like during the press conference, I know that, but you know, but you know Poole and him actually get into a fight at the press conference, and he winds up uh taking his. Uh, trying to pull his hair. Instead, it winds up being a wig, and he's actually been bald since the age of seven. So I thought that was actually pretty, had a little small chuckle from me and everything, but still doesn't really strike its landing for me. I mean, I think it might, I don't know. I think the reason why this doesn't work for me, in a sense, is because maybe I'm actually a little, don't forget, I'm like 36 years old. And everything. So I'm feeling my dinosaur age where basically this kind of humor might have worked for me in my early 20s to mid 20s and stuff like that. It just doesn't work for me in a se- because of that, because of the fact that I'm 36 years old. But still, it's the humor just it, it hits in certain areas and then it also misses in some areas for me. As a whole, it just doesn't flow right. Like I wanted it to flow as a spoof kind of film, as a mockumentary and stuff. It just doesn't make its landing. But I'm going to go ahead and let Charlie go into the rest of the film and to talk about his uh, positives and everything else that he liked about this.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I I love the whole like the part about Lena Dunham being the uh, the only sponsor, and he has like this jean jacket on. And she goes, you know what? I teach school, whatever. Fuck you, or whatever. She's just like the same in the, the the denim thing, and then he's losing, and then it rains. Hey guys, it's rain. We gotta quit. We, we're done. And then he, the next day, he's got a burst of energy, and that's when Venus is like. I'm pretty sure he, he 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 snort. He had cocaine laced in his bottle, to his tennis racket. I'm pretty sure he had some cocaine laced on the ground. Seeing them snort all of that, and the, him bleeding, of course, was the result of that. I thought that was funny. I thought the uh him having sex with both streakers on the, that, and then um, and then the the whole uh, um. Sequence with like uh, Charles Pool crashing into him, and the only reason he ends up having a trucker license is because in order to go to to get school or get Charles to be like the profound tennis player, uh, the mom sent him to vocational school, and that's where he got his truck driver's license. And then, what you said earlier, John, is like the quote from McEnroe is like, you have two men competing in a high stakes match. One of those men got hit by a truck. The other man is a licensed big rig truck driver, but somehow no one thinks to accuse the guy who is a truck driver.
0: (laughs) Sounds like politics, don't it?
1: Yeah. Um, and then the um. and then the sequence where the queen like shows up in the elevator and all you hear is Charles talking to his mom. Mom, like the queen, she beat me up. She hit me in hit me in the stomach where there's no, where I where I don't bruise. She goes, well, the mom's a du- the mom was a, this horrible piece of person. And she's like, oh, no, I know. I, Ch- Charles loved tennis. Like, I didn't want to take that away from him, which was bullshit because she pushed it on him. And then, and of course, when they both killed each other, it's only fitting you have to bury the two of them together in the same casket. Um,
0: and then, of like course, three- yeah, oh, go ahead. that That last line, though, when the uh, per, the person that's actually doing the macarena, macarena the macarena, <laughs> is talking, he goes, Yeah, normally we would feel sad for them, but they're tennis players, so no one really cares. And This is actually kind of true in a sense because of the fact that nobody really in the United States, there might be a select few that like tennis and stuff like that. If you like tennis, that's great. It's just that tennis and golf for me are just boring sports. But, you know, it's just it's actually kind of true because I never knew a a headline story about tennis players that died. And it goes throughout the whole entire week of of people mourning them. And just remembering different memories that they have but with tennis players. The only players that we pretty much go after is, for example, Kobe Bryant. He ended up passing away and everything. He's a basketball player. We go after hockey players, baseball players, football players. But it's rare that our tennis players even mentioned at all. Don't get me wrong. We also mentioned golf players and stuff like that from time to time. And there might be memories of, with with them and stuff but not as heavily as other sports within uh the other sports that i actually mentioned but it just makes it a little bit more comical for me to laugh at because it's actually true in a sense but what about you
1: um yeah i guess i mean i don't follow tennis but i thought this was hysterical um and then one quote that pretty much kind of like that i thought was really fu- fun sums it up it says, they could theoretically play for other, which is scary for somebody like me who doesn't like watching tennis.
0: <laughs> which also represents who the both of us are. <laughs> so that's actually a pretty clever line, to be honest. But. Um. Um,
1: and then like i said i love the 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 queen being the crap out of charles i thought that was funny and i thought day three when the two of them were like hitting the ball like 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 no matter where they were they're throwing the rackets at the ball and the ball is getting hit and then i just and then the two of them ended up in a draw on that day i thought that was really funny um i thought the ending was funny when the the, like when the two of them like kill each other again i just like this movie i enjoyed this movie it's hilarious um there is a, there is a sequel in a sense. It's called uh Tour to Pharmacy, which is all about doping and bicy- and cyclism. And it, and it makes it pretty much makes fun of the whole uh, Lance Armstrong situation, which which if you like this one, definitely watch Tour to Pharmacy. They're both on HBO Max. And these are very short movies. These are like, yeah. like forty minutes. If yeah. That-
0: yeah, it's about four it clocks in at like forty minutes long. And Like Charlie said, it makes fun of uh, the Four de France uh, tour that uh, Armstrong did and he got in trouble for steroids and stuff and got tested positive for steroids. So they actually make fun of that area and everything with uh, Armstrong. Also, too, uh, the way that they kill each other was pretty funny because of the fact that you have the crowd chanting, let them fight. And so they wind up taking their tennis – running across the tennis um, arena and going where the net is and then hitting each other over the head with the tennis racket. And then that's how they both die. So – but yeah that's pretty much how that that ends but is there anything else that you wanted to touch base on as far as this goes
1: yeah i did there's still still more like some other stuff i thought was funny is in the credits it's like talk about the how the two of them looked up to each other which i thought was kind of funny because it seems like they hate each other no they actually looked up to each other mm-hmm. and then there's the sequence of like like and they showed more of Charles pool like him reacting oh um I need some water and he's holding the water and his hands are like, like that. He's like, he's drinking the water and then, and then, and then the water spilling every place and he's falling on the table. I just thought that that sequence is funny. And it's just, again, this whole movie is just hysterical. I mean, and it may not be you for you, John, but it was for me. But if you like Danny Sandberg, if you like that kind of stuff, like any, any Sandberg style humor, this is definitely for you. Um, I, like I said, I had the other quote I thought was funny. It was by Lily, she goes I really did love them both Charles was so dim and Aaron was so bad again erect <laughs> and I thought that scene was just so funny with the shaky cam he's like are you okay no no sorry uh just give me a few minutes and then and they, and then he says uh, can I go down on you while I have five and they actually did that you see him high high five and she was like no but again and this is if you don't like any samer style humor this is not gonna be for you but it is. It was for me. I thought this was hysterical, but uh, but yeah. I mean, I definitely recommend it. Um, if like it's, I find that like anytime it's on, or I I just turned it on HBMX, Max. I couldn't stop laughing because it, 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 and I and it's been years since I watched this, but I knew vividly. It's been years since I watched it, but I knew ex- explicitly stuff that happened in it because it it just I'm able to remember this. From, from this part, like especially indubitably, like every five minutes, I'm saying, oh, oh, absolutely indubitably, because <laughs> I it's quotable.
0: Right. Another thing, though, too, is I like Lonely Island. I like their songs. I like a large amount of their so- uh, songs and things like that. And I don't mind Andy at all when it comes down to Lonely Island stuff. But as far as discos, it's definitely not my kind of humor when it comes down to the comedy aspect of it but here's the thing charlie i'm glad that you found something enjoyable about this film and that you root for it because that's the beauty of film it's you root for it you love it and i'm not going to be the one who tells you what you should and shouldn't like but you know if that's what you like that's what you like and i'm happy that you enjoyed seven days in hell
1: Thanks yeah I I did again this is not for everybody if you don't like like mature this is definitely mature humor if you don't like this if you don't like, like want to hear the queen yell like the f word or whatever like call him charles you f nuts, or whatever just because he's losing, he's screwing it up for england and I'm bribing him with knighthoodship like i mean yeah it, there there's some stuff that can you, people will be offended by but then again that's it's not for everybody and that's that's the whole point of this movie
0: Right, and I'm not really offended by anything in this film. It's just the dialogue, the jokes didn't really stick for me. Yeah, there's a few times where I might have chuckled here and there. But, you know, it's just, it wasn't my kind of humor. It wasn't something that I'm into. But, hey, like Charlie said, if you're into this kind of humor, you're going to love it. You're going to wind up laughing nonstop. But the most difficult thing is about comedy is, and the most subjective thing about comedy is, is the fact that everybody's humor is different. And that's actually the toughest thing about making comedy. Comedy is probably maybe the most hardest thing that you can actually make in the film industry because everybody's level of of humor is totally different. But hey, if you guys like this movie or if you guys want to go in and check it out, it's on HBO Max now. The whole series is actually on HBO Max. It's a whole mockumentary of it and things like that. So go in and check it out if you guys want to check it out. Uh, Any other final thoughts or anything, Charlie?
1: No, I think I mentioned it all. I mean, I don't want to keep mentioning it because, I mean, it would take away the funny parts from it. Okay. Like, if you've never seen this movie, like, definitely don't watch this review until you watch it and then watch the review. Because, like, all the funny moments we already mentioned in this, but, I mean, we may mention it, but hearing it and seeing it are two f- different things. And seeing this for the first time, like I said, like, seeing this for the first time, I couldn't stop laughing. I, I was, like, the sweetest... The sweetest prison sequence for me it was the one that really mean, all right, I'm in, I'm sold on this movie because I couldn't, I couldn't stop laughing. The whole, the, oh yeah, male, our daily male orgies in the sweetest prison. Like, I mean, <laughs> and then from the, 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 fine decor of the sweetest prison, the cell to them doing the orgy in the, in, 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 in the, in the showers. I thought that was hysterical. <laughs>
0: All right, so with that being said, guys, that's going to be it for this episode. I hope that you guys enjoy this. If you guys can, do us a favor and hit that like button, hit that share button, let everybody know about Movie Loves Unite. Also, too, hit that little bell on the bottom right hand side of the corner. It actually gives you guys a chance to get notified on when we have something new. Now, tomorrow night, I'll have independent actress Rossi McCree with me at 8 o'clock Central Time, 9 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Pacific Time, talking about... Um, The Four Brothers, which is a movie that is one of my favorite movies that Mark Wahlberg is in. We're going to be doing a review on that. So go ahead and check that out tomorrow night. And then on Monday night, I have independent director Crichton Hobbs. We're going to do a Catching Up with Crichton Hobbs episode. This is just me sitting down with him, seeing what he's been up to since he did his last documentary. That's actually on Amazon Prime right now that you guys can check out. It's called How Many Chances. I also interviewed him for that. So go ahead and check that out on Amazon Prime. Uh, Another thing, too, is if you guys want to go ahead, rate us on Good Pods. What's that? I'm glad that you guys asked. That's actually a podcasting app where you guys can go ahead and rate us on Good Pods. Tell us what you think about each individual episode. It's basically social networking for podcasters or people that love podcasts and wants to rate us on good pods. So if you like what you hear, if you like what you um, like our episodes, rate us on good pods. Tell us what you think. It helps us with the ranking systems. Also, too, if you want to rate us on Apple Podcasts, you guys are more than welcome to do that as well. And also, too, you can get this where you guys get your podcasts from. Another thing, too, is I'm also teamed up with uh, two girls, two Blur Girls podcasts. We're actually doing a special right now where – we're doing a charity where all the proceeds, if you buy a sensi all the proceeds go over to the Red Cross. So go ahead, get yourself a Sensi by clicking on the links below. Another thing, too, is if you guys want to donate to the page and donate to the YouTube channel, how do you do that? Just go to Movie Loves Unite. Uh, go to – sorry, I lost my turn of thought for a minute. Uh, but no, all you do is just go on ahead. And you head over to GoFundMe.com forward slash MovieLoversPodcast and donate 5 to $10 over there. Then, of course, you guys can follow me on Twitter at MovieLoversUnit. If you're a sponsor or would like to be on the show, all you have to do is email me at movieloversunit@gmail.com. at gmail.com. And then, of course, you guys can go on ahead and follow me on Twitter at MovieLoversUnit. And then, of course, on TikTok as well at movie lovers unit 0 So that's everywhere that you guys can follow me at. I do appreciate you guys taking the time out of your night to watch us. And always until next time, guys, it's been real. It's been fun. I can't wait to do this again, and bye-bye.